0: Welcome to Parenting in Acadiana podcast brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to our newest episode of Parenting in Acadiana. I just wanted to note to you guys that this episode has been previously recorded about two weeks ago. So there has been like a shift of timeline of events. So I just want to let you guys know, I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. This information is super valuable. So I hope you guys enjoy. Here it is. I know that during this entire pandemic, we've been trying our best to get resources out to parents concerning COVID and whether it's best practices and what's going on with the schools and whatnot. And, and, you know, we thought it would be pretty valuable to parents to hear a personal experience uh, when it comes to COVID-19. And, you know, you see these so many headlines on the news and, you know, you hear about people testing positive, but I often wonder, like, what's the experience like? I think sharing something like that will definitely help shed some light and even answer some questions that a lot of people may be having, you know, like, is it really that bad or should I be concerned about my kid's asthma and whatnot? So today I'm actually inviting Kelly Duya. She's going to be sharing her personal experience with COVID-19, and in fact, she is the Corporate Giving Program Manager for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana, and I've met her through um, Healthy Acadiana and several uh, community events that we have both been involved in. So, Kelly, welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Sally. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. So, Kelly, tell us a little bit about your role there at Blue Cross. So, um, like you
0: said, my title is Corporate Giving Program Manager. And what that is, is I oversee corporate sponsorships, uh, strategic community investments, and I serve as a community liaison during disaster relief efforts.
1: With this going on right now with COVID-19, I'm almost certain that you guys have been in the forefront in the community and offering your services during this time?
0: Absolutely. Our employees have been working around the clock to make sure that our members are taken care of and also, um, you know, helping out with community efforts and, um, and statewide efforts and, you know, national efforts. So we, we want everyone to be healthy in this state. And so that's our biggest concern right now. And that's our mission as a company, is to improve the health and lives
1: of all Louisianians. Right. And so, Kelly, you actually um, have been quarantined or staying at home, right, since we were kind of put, since the governor has uh, kind of put the stay-at-home mandate way back in March?
0: Yes, that's correct. So I actually have been home since the beginning of March, So I went to um, a conference in Orlando. I think it was like right at the beginning of March and I got there and they told me that the conference was canceled like four hours after I had arrived. And that was kind of like the very beginning of COVID. And so I flew back home and after that I had to quarantine because I had traveled on an airplane. And so I was quarantined for two weeks and then within that two week period is when the governor um, did the stay at home order. So I was really glad that I had stayed home. Luckily we did not, you know, I didn't get
1: it then. So, but. Right. So you mentioned you quarantined yourself after traveling, which is, which was recommended, right? So you did everything that was recommended. Let's talk about while you're staying at home, when did things change? Yeah, so we
0: we were we stayed we stayed home during the whole entire stay at home order, and then we were fine up until phase two, um, when the governor opened it up the beginning of June. Uh, it was so in our house was myself, my husband, my son, and my daughter. So I have an 18 year old stepdaughter, and then an 11 year old son, and my husband. So we were all in the house together, and. As you know, I mean, being in the house, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, you know, you get sick and tired of being inside the house. So when phase two opened, my stepdaughter, she was just like, okay, I had enough. So she went to live with her mom. And I'm sure it's just because she wanted to socialize with her friends. And, of course, we wouldn't let her because we were listening. And so... And we also didn't want to risk being sick. My husband is, is a police officer. And so we didn't want to expose him to anything more than what he was already being exposed to. So, so she did go and live with her mom. Now around the middle of June, she had come over. She was actually in between like babysitting jobs. She was going to pick up one and, you know, drop off the other. And there was like a little 30 minute break. And so she said, Hey, you know, can I come stop at your house? So she, she came over for about 30 minutes. And I mean, she visited in the living room. She gave us all hugs and kisses. And then she left. Well, two days later, she calls me and she's like, hey, Miss Kelly, I'm not feeling good. You know, it might be COVID. And of course, like at first I was like, no, what, you know, what's your symptoms? And so she told me, she was like, I'm just congested and my head hurts and I'm just kind of not feeling good. And I told her, she, she has like a lot of allergy trouble. So I told her, I was like, well, you know, take some allergy medicine and, you know, that might be what it is. And so she did, she called me the next day. She's like, Miss Kelly, I'm feeling worse. So, uh, and then she proceeded to tell me that she had been to a party with a large number of kids her age. Somebody had gotten tested, had tested positive. And then she had also ridden in a, in a car someone who had tested positive so I was like okay at that point there's a possibility of exposure you're not feeling well go get tested so so she did and uh, we were during that time when she was waiting to get tested we so we did quarantine ourselves because we were nervous I was like well you know just in case let's you know, take extra precautions. We actually, so my dad, it was Father's Day weekend that weekend. And so, I mean, how hard was that not to see your dad? So Mm -hmm. um, I did tell my dad, I was like, and my dad's diabetic, by the way. So I'm always extra cautious around him. And um, so we went, he was at his camp. And so I did go to the camp by myself, but he has like an outdoor patio um, with some swings. And so we, we did get to visit, but we were you know, six feet apart, you know, and uh, we made sure that we didn't touch or hug or kiss. I know it's hard being Cajun and not hugging and kissing, but we, we, you know, we tried our best and we didn't. I mean, and I I really look back at that day thinking, I'm so glad that I didn't do that, because I would have worried, you know, what the consequences would have been with my dad. And so we went through that Father's Day weekend, we stayed home, Uh, we actually got invited to a wedding that weekend, we got invited to friends houses. And we just kept saying, No, you know, thank you so much. But you know, we're just gonna stay home. But during the process of that weekend, um, and on Monday, especially we, uh, my husband started feeling bad. So but it wasn't like, it wasn't like he was like, sick. He just didn't feel right is, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, the best way to describe it. And so He, uh, after Monday, so he had like a few days of just kind of not feeling right. And then on that Tuesday after father's day, that's whenever he, I mean, he got, he had the chills. He kept waking up. I mean, he was running fever and I'll tell you something too, Sally, about this. My husband's fever was different than my fever and my son's fever. So my husband's fever, like the highest that it got was, like ninety eight point nine. Like he always runs like a lower grade temperature all the time. So his is like usually ninety seven something. So just to have that little bit of a spike, that and I mean he he had full body aches, chills, everything like all of the symptoms of fever. But if you took his temperature, he he didn't have it, you know. So I kept saying I don't know what's going on, you know that kind of stuff. So when he started feeling bad is whenever I started feeling that, like, something's not right, you know, and I kind of felt the same way for a couple days, and so, at that point, when Jeff started feeling bad, we said, okay, let's go get tested, oh, and also, on that, like, all of this all happened at the same time, Mm -hmm. Um, at the same time, we got my daughter's results back in, and she tested positive, so I was like, okay, we definitely, Probably like 99% sure have it. So let's just go get tested. Let's see what we need to do. Um, and I was also worried about my son, who at the time hadn't started with any symptoms. And so we did call, and actually, there's a website that you can go to that's run by the state. It tells you all of the testing site locations, it tells you um, like what, how much it costs, where it's located. It also tells you. Um, but it, it, to me, that was such a great resource to have at that time because I was like, OK, where do I go? And whenever and oh, that gives you the times, the dates, locations. Um, but the biggest thing was the fee. I wanted to make sure that we weren't going to get charged a lot of money. Um, and I also wanted to know how fast the results were going to get there. Now, that's not on the website, but um, I did see my son's primary care doctor's office on there. So we called them, scheduled an appointment. We went in. And they told us that we would get our results back in 24 hours. So all three of us got in the car and got tested and we were back like in 30 minutes. So it really wasn't too bad at all. But so, yeah, so that's that was kind of like the starting of everything. Um, So I guess it was about, what, a week after our exposure that we started having symptoms. Okay. And come to find out. I was positive. Jeff was positive. My son actually tested negative, but they told us just assume that he had it just because, you know, he's living in the same house as us. And so we did, we did try to stay away from him as much as we possibly could, but it's hard. You know, I'm like, I cook him food, uh, whatever he needs. I mean, I'm mom. So, Mm -hmm. um, but we did, I mean, Even from the very beginning of this whole quarantine, I was like a nutcase about like wiping everything down with Clorox wipes and the handles and, you know, but still it wasn't enough. Uh, I mean, a couple of days after I started coming down with symptoms, my son did. Now, my symptoms, I didn't feel like were as bad as my husband's Mm -hmm. and my son's were very mild compared to mine. So uh, I I feel like we were like on all different levels being Uh, dealing with COVID in the same time Um, Mm -hmm. my like I said before my symptoms were I just kind of you know felt like something just wasn't right kind of like my head was in a bubble that was um, I guess a good way to explain it and then I started out with congestion uh, headache I was kind of dizzy and nauseated and then I got a sore throat so that was like the kind of next few days of dealing with COVID and then It developed into fever, body aches. Um, I did have chest pressure. I wouldn't say, I don't know, it's kind of hard. I guess shortness of breath. So like, you know, when you take a deep breath in, Um, You can kind of feel that pressure in your chest. That's what I felt, Um, Mm -hmm. which I had never experienced that before. So I was like, what is this? Am I like having a heart attack or something? (laughs) No, but it didn't hurt or anything. But really, the biggest thing was I was just tired and I'm not a person that is tired all the time. Mm -hmm. so all I wanted to do was sleep. I didn't want to do anything else but sleep. And so uh, it was honestly terrible. The symptoms were bad. My husband did get the covid cough, which I didn't get, I mean, I coughed here and there, but my husband cough was terrible. I mean, he stayed up all night, probably at least three or four nights coughing mm-hmm. all night. Like every time he would lay down, he would wake up, um, coughing. And so I just felt terrible for him. He had it the worst, but my son, his symptoms were, <laughs> I, this was terrible, but I literally let him do whatever, you know, I was trying to, take care of myself, take care of my husband, take care of um, my son. And like, I let him fix macaroni and cheese, like the microwave macaroni and cheese every day. And I didn't (laughs) tell him anything. I was like, whatever, just eat, make sure you eat and drink. That was the biggest thing. I was like, you know, they tell you stay hydrated. Um, Uh So I focused a lot on that with all of us. I just made sure that all of us were drinking. I mean, I thank God we had like Gatorade in the house and I had stocked up on water. And uh, I have tea in the house, like hot tea. That was another good one. Um, I just did sometimes because you get tired of drinking water this whole time. So you're like, okay, let's mix it up a little bit. I would do like hot water um, with a little bit of lemon, a little bit of honey. And so that would kind of break up that congestion and make you feel a little bit better. But the. The biggest thing that helped Jeff and I was Tylenol and ibuprofen. We didn't mm-hmm. take very much medications. We So we started out, you know, you hear all these like rumors and stuff like that. You're like, don't take ibuprofen, only take Tylenol. And so we did. We were like, oh, stay away from ibuprofen. So we took Tylenol for the first like day or two. And we realized like this is not cutting the the body aches at all still felt bad. And so I said, well, let's try, you know, rotating Tylenol and ibuprofen and just see if that helps. And it did. It was a lot better. Now that worked for us. I don't know if it'll work for everybody, but that was something that was helpful. Now my son never took ibuprofen. He never took Tylenol. He literally would play video games most of the day, which I don't really like, but that's what he did. He would take a nap and, uh, he would come out like I don't know, maybe every, you know, couple hours and just be like, "Hey, mom, not feeling good," and then he'd go back in and play with his friends. So um, I didn't worry too much about him because I felt like, okay, he's doing good. He, it's very mild for him. Um, mm-hmm. As long as I keep him, like I said, hydrated and fed, <laughs> I'll be good. So the other thing I will tell you with my husband that was different for me, he, um, he did not want to eat anything. Mm -hmm. The the one thing that we found that he liked or not that he liked, but that he could, you know, keep down and, you know, it kind of held him over to take his medicine was um, applesauce and bananas. So he literally ate applesauce and bananas for, I don't know, five or six days straight. And he lost 28 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I mean, because that's all he ate was bananas and applesauce. I kept telling him, I was like, in order for you to take, you know, ibuprofen and Tylenol, you have to take, you have to eat something. And so that's what he did. Now, of course, for me, as a woman, I did not lose my appetite at all. Um, <laughs> and I continued to eat. So I did not lose any weight, no fun. Um, I was kind of sad about that part. But um, I, I don't think I want, I don't think I'd want to lose 28 pounds by feeling the way he did with all of the coffin and everything yeah. like that. So, but um, at one point, um, after he had been suffering for at, I think it was like at least four or five days with the, with the COVID cough, I started to get concerned with like his oxygen levels, um, just because like it was hard for him to catch his breath, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not a medical expert whatsoever. So, um, we, I did tell him, I was like, let's call the doctor and he agreed. And so she prescribed him, you know, cough medicine and inhaler and antibiotic, um, and, we did not go out and go get, pick up our medicine. I called my dad. I'm like, dad, can you go get it? Um, but I also asked him to pick up a pulse oximeter too. Um, and the doctor recommended that. So that way, you know, in the middle of the night, we, I could just put it on his finger and test to make sure that he was getting enough oxygen. And she said, just, you know, monitor it. Make sure it doesn't go below 85. If it does, you need to come into the emergency room. But if he stays above 85, you know, you should be good, which I was very thankful for her to tell us that. So that way we didn't go just rushing into the hospital when he was, you know, coughing and having trouble breathing. So, um, uh, and my dad dropped off the medicine at the door. So that way we didn't expose him, um, to the virus. That was one thing that, like I told you earlier, I was just nervous about that. And then, um, he took that medicine for about 36 hours. I'm um, guessing is it, yeah, so it was the weekend it was the, that very next weekend and he still like was not getting better so we called the doctor again and they said okay go in get a chest x-ray and do some blood work and come to find out he did have COVID in his lungs mm-hmm. and so that's why his stuff was a lot worse than mm-hmm. mine but his blood work came back fine so um, they told him you know they gave him like stronger antibiotics a steroid time and more cough medicine and then Finally, after a few days of that, he started feeling uh, much better. Now, not 100%, but he at least wasn't staying up all night coughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other symptom that we had, which I'm sure a lot of y'all, if you've had it, um, has I've seen it like on Facebook and stuff, is the we lost like our sense of taste and smell. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was probably day eight or nine is when we lost it. And we lost our taste and smell for about five to six days it was the weirdest thing because whenever it happened I literally so Jeff's grandmother dropped off some food at our front door and one of it was a uh, um, deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs mm-hmm. and so I'd go in the refrigerator one more like that morning and I' pop that deviled egg in my mouth and I started chewing it and it was the weirdest thing because <laughs> like you could take like you could feel that it was cold. And like, you knew it was a deviled egg. So you were expecting to for it to taste like a deviled egg. But Uh it wasn't, you could just feel the texture and feel that it was cold, but like no taste whatsoever. It so it totally disgusting, of course, at that point. But I mean, I just kept eating and swallowed it. But it was so weird like that was (laughs) I think one of the things that I'll remember for a long time every time I eat a deviled egg um, what it (laughs)
1: tastes what it doesn't
0: taste like uh, just the texture of it
1: so (laughs) Uh, the weirdest sensation mm -hmm. is do something and not taste it but just and realizing the texture and the temperature and that's it like to me that's like you said, that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was very strange. So, um, so at that point, I was like, okay, well, if I cannot taste it, then I'm just gonna eat some healthy stuff. Um, because we had been like, you know, not during when we got COVID, but you know, during the quarantine, we would pick up food and that kind of stuff, and it mm-hmm. obviously was not healthy in all cases. So I was like, okay, well, no fatty you know, greasy food. We're just going to eat fruits and vegetables. And uh, we, I didn't even eat meat even during that whole entire time. It's like my body just wanted fruits and vegetables. That was it. I guess it was easier for my body to process it when it wasn't feeling good. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, all of us have recovered. We still get off and on symptoms. And so right now we're on week four. Yeah. We're about to get to week five. Um, so we're still home, we did stay home this whole entire time, but like every once in a while, you know, I'll just feel really tired, and so I'll, you know, go lay down. I feel like just listen to your body during this time because it's trying to recover. I'll get a headache, or like I got headaches for four days straight the other day, Mm -hmm. it's going on, you know, congestion. I even called my doctor, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a sinus infection, and she did. She laughed, she said, I said, it can't be COVID related, you know, it's been so many weeks, and she said, mm-hmm. you know, everything I feel like is COVID related, and I agree with her, your, your body is just uh, completely run down from the virus, and so um, all those things are kind of just after effects, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I think, at least, but I wanted to tell you, Sally, so, but so right now, now that I'm feeling better, I am, you know, back working, but I am still working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I was looking into was like, how do I help other people? You know, I, having been through it, you never want anyone else to go through what you went through. Um And I feel like in my case, it was probably a mild case, you know, mm-hmm. um, yes, I felt terrible. Um I feel like Jeff's was a little bit worse, but not nearly as worse as, you know, the ones who have to go to the hospital. Um, and so, like, my heart is just hurting for those people who have, who have to go to the hospital or, you know, have it worse or even just have it the way I had it. I mean, it's miserable for a long time, for two whole weeks. You know, you feel terrible. So I did find out Our Lady of Lords, the blood center. Um, you can donate your plasma there. So I did go last week. Mm -hmm. I did tell them that I had been exposed to COVID. So make sure and tell people um, ahead of time. But, um, and Mm -hmm. so they, they came in, I I went over there, they tested my blood. um, And so right now I'm waiting on the results to see if I can become a donor. Um, So that was one way. So if you have had COVID, I feel like, you know, as a community, we need to help each other,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, not only by, you know, donating blood, donating your plasma, um, but also, you know, keeping your distance. I, it's, you know, it's, there's a reason why people are asking you to stay six feet apart and asking you to wear your mask. And it's to protect you, honestly. And if, you know, I feel like I love people so much. I, you know, I love helping people. And so that is not a problem for me. I don't mind um, staying six feet apart. Now it's hard because I love to hug and kiss. That's like, as a Cajun, you know, that's a hard thing to do. But if you really love somebody, you'll do it, you know. And so, you know, just find ways to help people, whether you've had it or not had it, I feel like is like the most important thing.
1: Yeah. And it's the least that we can do to help others and to help the community is following those guidelines and it's going to help in the long run. Agreed. Yep. And I mean,
0: we might be dealing with this for a while, so um, the more people that we can protect, let's do it. You know, I mean, I feel like this whole Acadiana area, we're all very family oriented and we're a really tight knit community. Um, we love each other and we love hard you know so I know it's hard not to touch and you know not to be around people because we're social too we like to you know laugh and have a good time we're a very social culture you know we we will be able to do those things again but let's try and protect the people while we can and protect our loved ones because I think like I told you earlier you know the decisions that you make today might affect your future. Well, they definitely will affect your future. And I think about like the, you know, the day that we were like, Ooh, I don't know, Audrey might have it. You know? Yeah. I could have gone to my dad's house for father's day. I would have been around all my brothers and sisters, you know, Mm I'd have been around my dad, all of my nieces and nephews. And like, I was still worried, even though I was outside six feet apart, you know, I was still worried. I was like, Oh my gosh, what if I gave it to my family? You know? So Mm -hmm. You don't want to have to live with that. And I don't know what that would have felt like if I would have done that, you know? So it's better just to be cautious and not go around. So, but it's only a short period of time in the span of our lives. So
1: that's a good way to look at it. Yeah.
0: Mm Mhm. Yeah. We have the rest of our lives to be together. And you know what? I'll tell you, it does make me appreciate the time that I have had with my family, you know, being able to go to all the birthday parties for my nieces and nephews and, you know, all of that um, anniversaries and weddings and, you know, even church, you know. Yeah. Um, it just makes you appreciate it so much more and look forward to getting better and hopefully having a vaccine very
1: soon. So what were your... Immediate thoughts when you started to feel sick. So immediately,
0: um, like what we were talking about, I just knew something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty healthy. um, I very rarely ever get sick. And um, I was also kind of a little bit upset that I had been so careful for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I let down my guard for like 30 minutes. And then the next thought was, okay, how's my husband going to react to this? Because he had had surgeries in the last two years and you can just tell like his body doesn't recover. He has like, I don't, I don't even know what the medical term for it is. It's just, he doesn't heal as fast as like Mm -hmm. most people. And Mm -hmm. so I was super worried about him um, and how his body would react to it because honestly, you don't know until you get it, you find out, you know, that's when you find Mm -hmm. out is when you get it. And so you don't know, you might be one of the lucky ones, but you might not be one of the lucky ones, you know, Mm -hmm. so I was worried about him. And then, like, I just started replaying in my head, everyone that I could have come in contact with, you know, like, you know, my parents now, like I said, I wasn't six feet away from them. And luckily, none of them got it. So Mm -hmm. I was really glad that that happened. But You know, you think about going to the grocery store. You know, okay, I wore my mask there. Um, Hmm. Who was I around? I hadn't gone and got my haircut. You know, it's like all those little things that you do on a day-to-day basis. Even like going run to the grocery store. Did I touch them? Did I not touch them? You (laughs) know? Um, Yeah. That kind of stuff is like who you know, and then just watching everyone around you, hoping and praying that no one else got sick. Um, For you know, us, it was me, my husband. My son, my daughter, and then she got, you know, a couple of her cousins sick. And so, you know, you just worry. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I also knew that, like, there was nothing else that I could do at this point. So I just kind of had to wait and see what happened. So I just said a little prayer and I put it in God's hands. I mean, (laughs) that was all I could do. Cause,
1: yeah, you know, now, did did they require you guys to go get tested again to make sure that it was negative? Did you guys have to do that?
0: So for Blue Cross, no, Um, but we, I'm working from home. We have, 2,600 employees. And I, I think like 2,200 of, of us can work from home. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, luckily I don't have to go into the office. So I didn't, you know, I didn't have to worry about that, but I have been working from home. Now, my husband, he, his um, office was requiring a retest. Uh-huh. And so I guess every business is different and they okay. are able to do that. So he, he's gotten, and the, that was part of the reason why we've been home for four weeks. I mean, you know, People have talked about, you know, after 10 days, you're able to get out into the community and not be contagious. And then, but they required a retest. And so he did it after two weeks, he tested positive again. So we had to wait another week. And then he tested again. Um, At the beginning of this week, he did test positive, but they just changed his policies. I think they were having, you know, people that just kept testing positive, testing positive. And I, I think it tests, the tests are really sensitive. So they test, mm-hmm. you know, live and dead viruses, or they're able to pick it up because they're so sensitive, or mm-hmm. at least that's what we're hearing. And so that's why he keeps testing, even though he's not contagious. Um, so is yes. planning on going back to work uh, this weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think it should be good. And, you know, nobody... There's so there's so many unknowns with this virus. So I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, this is what it is today. But then tomorrow it's something different. So we're all learning together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, one thing that's right today might not be right tomorrow.
1: So I did listen to Dr. He's <laughs> podcast and she did mention, you know, that that period, that window of con- contagiousness is not that 10 day window and though you are still testing positive, you are, in fact, not contagious. So to clear, you know, if anyone does want to listen from a medical expert, Mm -hmm. Dr. Stefanski does have an episode out with Discover Lafayette. So for listeners, if you if you want the expertise information, um, you can go there. Like you said, it's just that's how the science is and Mm -hmm. they're continuing to study. it, And so it is changing from day to day. Absolutely. Let's talk about what was the testing like? Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, they have the the antibody testing and they have the nasal swab. So what does that look like? What, what was testing like for you guys? So I'll tell you, I actually did both. I'll tell you
0: about the antibody. So in April, my daughter, so she was staying with us during phase one and she went to visit her mom and she came back. Well, her little sister started feeling bad and had to go get tested for COVID. So, of course, we're like, oh, goodness, you know. And so they took her to go get tested at the little local place here in Crowley. And they did an antibodies test on her sister. Well, Mm -hmm. her sister, you know, those things you can find out like right away. And so her sister tested positive for the antibodies. And then she had a cousin that lived right down the road. She tested positive. So, of course, I start worrying And so we did go do the antibodies test. We did the, they did the COVID test. So apparently if you tested positive for the antibodies, then they did the COVID test, even though you weren't showing any symptoms. Mm -hmm. That was at that time. I know things have changed since then. So, I mean, they pricked our finger, you know, drew a little bit of blood and did the antibodies test. Now, Audrey did test positive for both sets of antibodies, but I tested negative um, and my son... And my husband tested negative. I didn't make my son take the test at that point. Whenever I tested negative and my husband tested negative, I didn't really worry about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting mixed reviews on the antibodies test. But um, and I've also heard and then I, obviously this is all hearsay, you know, but, you know, that it tests for more than one um, of the SARS viruses. So you might okay. have a different kind. And so you would test positive for the antibody. So Audrey, like I said, tested positive for both sets of antibodies but she never was sick she she had like a little cough um and was dizzy that was the only two things but like I said it really wasn't that bad so we did do the antibodies test and then whenever she started feeling bad we did go and the test was super quick Mm -hmm. and like we like I called the doctor scheduled the appointment and like I called that morning they got us in like an hour or two later we drove up to the back door and the nurse was that came out was like completely covered from head to toe and like protective equipment, you know, like all the, the, the robes and the masks and the, you know, shields and everything mm-hmm. like that. And so she tested me first and uh it did hurt, but it wasn't like, you know, super bad. It was um very quick. It just hurt for a little bit and it left me, you know, like my nose kind of started running. So, Luckily, I had tissue and stuff like that in the car. So I would say if you do go get test, tested, bring a couple tissues with you, although the testers might have it, too. I just didn't ask them for it. And then she tested my son. She tested my husband. But in the span of like 30 minutes, we drove to the doctor, got tested, and we were back at home. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we do live in Crowley. So the traffic is never bad in Crowley. And also, yeah. the is not that big. Um, but to me, the You know, it was a fairly seamless thing, whereas like the antibodies test when we went and got it done, we sat there for an hour and a half just for Audrey and I to get antibodies tested because you have to wait for the results, you know, and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. So um, and we did get our test back within 24 hours after being tested. So we knew like the very next day um, that we were positive. That was, I think, the best that not knowing is just makes you crazy
1: <laughs> and anxious and yeah I couldn't handle the uncertainty like I, I tell me now <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I know I know
1: so but, um, during quarantine how are you able as a mom how were you able to take care of your family, like, and get food and groceries? What did that look like?
0: <laughs> so, luckily, we have been eating really well during the first part of quarantine. I mean, our freezers were completely stocked. Our, our refrigerator was full. And then, like, in March, so in the very beginning, when all this stuff started happening, my mom actually sent me a list of, it's like a coronavirus home checklist and like how to prepare for COVID-19. And so um, I literally went to the uh, to the store and like stocked up on all the over the counter medicines that I could possibly need. And I just made sure throughout the whole entire period to just kind of have it on hand. Water and Gatorade and, you know, I mean, Tylenol, obviously you don't use it every day, but, you know, all of those different things, because the only thing you can do is treat the symptoms. So just to make yourself feel comfortable. And so that's what um, we did. I also, I mean, we we don't have uh, too, too many options in Crowley, but we do have like a little grocery pickup mm-hmm. in Crowley. And so like I had that downloaded. I had practiced to make sure that like if we did get it, that that was all set up and like I knew how to use it. And that has been super helpful even for us because it's like, you know, I don't want to have to call my dad once a week. Hey dad, here's my grocery list. Cause honestly, Mm -hmm. I really don't want him going into the grocery store
1: and um, exposing himself.
0: Correct. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so I order everything on the little app. I check my little time and then I drive up and they, I pop my trunk, they load it in my trunk and I drive off. I mean, I come home and I like wipe everything down. So to me, if you're going to do it, do something like that. Or they even have like the grocery delivery apps to, you know, that would be good to do if you have it, but just Mm -hmm. to be prepared and have that on hand. But even having all of those things, you know, I'm a planner. And so having all those things, I just, I don't think that anything could have prepared me for being sick and trying to take care of my husband and my son and, you know, Still worrying a little bit about work and like I didn't clean my house for two weeks, you know, like Mm -hmm. all of those things. You just you think you can always do it because like I'll get a cold or you know I'll get a sinus infection and I just work through it. But this one it like knocks you down. Like you cannot do it. Like I had to not go water my plants because just going out in the heat was miserable. So it was it was definitely a struggle and for, like, once in my life, I could not take care of everybody, like, that's my nature, I just love, like, if you need help, I want to help you, you know, um, that's yeah. just how I am, and I couldn't, um, like I said, I mean, I let my son eat macaroni and cheese, I, like, I did not care, I was just, like, whatever, <laughs> just survive, <laughs> Yeah. at this point, just survive, make sure, and drink your water, And but it's also, it's hard being in that, environment too because like you're home 24 hours a day with the same people you're not getting you know yes you are tired and you do sleep and you do take naps but like staying up with the COVID cough I mean just that like lack of sleep it just makes everybody grumpy so we we made it work you know sometimes we we would sleep in separate bedrooms just so that way I can get some sleep because I got a function tomorrow to take care mm-hmm. of everybody so you know it's it's not easy, but at the end of the day, I feel like those struggles and those difficult moments just bring you and your family closer. So it, you know, it makes it all worth it, but it's hard to see it when you're in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that all of you have recovered from this. Are you still feeling any of those symptoms? I know you said you get a little tired every now and then.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah yeah, recovery has definitely been interesting, to say the least, you know, people, like, tell you, okay, in two, you know, two weeks and you'll be feeling better, and I even had, like, my best friend lives in Seattle, and she had it, like, a month or two before me, mm-hmm. and so she's, like, at two weeks, you'll be feeling, you know, much better, um, but she, she kept telling me, she's, like, but don't think that you're out of the water, because, you know, you'll still get some symptoms here and there, and I remember thinking, yeah, right, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I recover super fast and, you know, but no, I mean, it's been four weeks. And like I said, I still have symptoms. Uh, And what I was saying earlier, so last week, which was like my week three, I started having headaches. Like I got headaches for like three or four days in a row. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Congestion, you know, sore throat. I'm like, okay, these are all those like beginning signs of COVID why am I getting it now? And, um, we live kind of out in the country. I live in a neighborhood, but we're surrounded by rice fields. Mm
1: -hmm. So they
0: started, um, plowing all the fields around us. So I thought, okay, well maybe it's just some allergies. I'll take my little allergy medicine, but like that didn't work. And then of course we have not been eating the healthiest, um, in the recovery period. Now during COVID we ate very healthy,
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: afterward, I'm like hamburgers, <laughs>
1: cheeseburgers. <laughs>
0: um, so I thought, okay, maybe acid reflux is causing you know some of those headaches and congestion, that sore throat. Mm-hmm. And so I started taking acid reflux medicine, but like it still wasn't working. So I finally called uh, my primary care physician, and we did like a little telehealth visit. Um, And she did prescribe me um, a low dose steroid and an antibiotic to try and knock it out. And actually, today's my last day of taking both of those. And I am feeling much, much, much better. But I'm like, that's so weird. Mm -hmm. Four weeks later, and Mm -hmm. I'm still getting, you know, little symptoms here and there. Now I'm hoping after four weeks, (laughs) hopefully week five, I won't get any symptoms. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll see.
1: I do hear that a couple of things that I've seen on the news and on social media, that it potentially does have some form of long-term effect on our health. Um, And so, like, you know, it's a new virus, so we don't exactly know what that looks like. But from your experience, I mean, it's four, you think after four weeks, you would feel fine, but... Here we are. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And I'll tell you, my son. I mean, who has the mildest symptoms that I could ever imagine? He loves. We have a trampoline in the backyard, and he loves to go jump on the trampoline. And he he has told me several times, even I, because like when he was sick, I told him you can't go outside. You have to stay inside. You know, um, I don't want you to get overheated or anything like that. I didn't want him to feel worse. And so when he finally was able to go outside, he's like, Mom. Like, I used to be able to jump on the trampoline, like, for hours. And, you know, now it's like I- I'm out of breath. Mm-hmm. And, like, really. Like, he had such mild symptoms. um, And he is noticing, like, that breath. It's different. You know, <laughs> he's 11. So oh, wow. I'm like, you can't be out of breath. You're 11. <laughs> You're yeah. too young for that. <laughs> So, but he does, I I tell him, I'm like, you have to listen to your body, Julian, like you have to come, you know, back inside whenever you're not feeling good. But Mm -hmm. I mean, he's stubborn, just like his mama. So, you know, he'll go outside, he'll come in, he'll stop for a second and go right back out there. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So as a family, did you guys ever, of course, living under one roof, how difficult was that to not congregate in the living room or in the kitchen like all Cajuns do right
0: yeah well after we knew all of us had it then Mm -hmm. we were I mean it was business as normal but yeah for like for those first couple days we were like trying to protect Julian you know we knew that Jeff wasn't feeling good and I wasn't feeling good but we were like okay how do we but it's hard to do that. Like we always eat dinner at the dinner table together every night and just not to sit at the table as a family. That was hard. You know, (laughs) that's like our time where we talk and we visit and, you know, talk about our day. Um, you know, we'll cook together, we'll watch movies in the living room, but no, I mean, like we couldn't, we couldn't do any of that for a couple and, but like i said it was only for a couple days so mm-hmm. once he started coming out with symptoms I'm like come here bud you know i mean give me a yep. hug, give me a kiss <laughs> um so i was able to love on him but i i mean i can't imagine being in a well and actually so i'll tell you my dad um, my stepmom actually got uh, covid we assume like at the very 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 beginning mm-hmm. um sometime in March, we're assuming, but at that time she tested negative, but, you know, I mean, a lot of people get those false negatives, but Mm -hmm. she, she's had a cough for 13 weeks. I mean, she's Mm. having a a pulmonologist and like the whole entire time while she was sick, my dad was in the same house as her and didn't get it. So but he was telling me like how hard it was, you know, you're used to sleeping in the bed with your spouse but mm-hmm. you have to go sleep in another room, and you know, that's I don't know, you just don't sleep as good. So, um, but yeah, yeah my stepmom is still dealing with um, the after effects, and I, I just hope that there's no permanent damage. That's the, the biggest thing, um,
1: yeah. I truly hope she finds some comfort and healing because that's mm-hmm. a very long time, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, that has been an experience for the do (laughs) y'all family
0: absolutely we will never forget COVID
1: (laughs) COVID 19 in 2020 yes yes if you're still listening I hope you're able to take in what Kelly said and understand that Kelly did the right things she stayed home in the beginning and just letting that small little guard down for 30 minutes can affect you for the next four to five weeks. So that's crazy to think, you know, as we start to myself, you know, put my guard down and we have to think about how we're able to help the community and keep everyone healthy. So I say that all to say, what's that one thing that you would like our listeners to know? So, I just
0: want to remind everybody that it is important to take steps to stop the spread of COVID-19. Please, please, please wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands often. Um, I am proof that younger people do get sick too, so it's important for everyone to make an effort to stop the spread. And if you do um, get a chance, please go visit um, our Blue Cross website. It's bcbsla.com backslash COVID-19. And you can see what Blue Cross is doing for COVID-19. You can also get um, free social graphics at that page to share on your own social channels and encourage everyone to hashtag mask up because we need to do it so that way we can tailgate later and go to festivals and crawfish boils and birthday
1: parties so please join me (laughs) yes (laughs) awesome well thank you kelly thank you so much for sharing your story i mean i feel like hearing it from you and several others just their experience through this has it, it really puts things into perspective when you hear about the entire experience and not just Oh, I tested positive. Well, what does what does that positive look like, right? Right. So I really do appreciate it, and and I know the listeners that we have are going to appreciate your story.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sally. I appreciate you having me on, and I always look forward to talking to you.
1: All right. Well, listeners, that is Kelly Duyon with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Like she mentioned, if you do want some more information on COVID nineteen and you know, how you can help spread the message rather than the virus, you can go to their website, www.bcbsla.com slash COVID-19. And I'm going to include all of this in our show notes so our listeners will be able to have it. I'm also going to include that website that Kelly mentioned on where you can find testing sites easily, their prices and location, and also the the how to prepare checklist. (laughs) So I'll also include that in the show notes. And um, Kelly, if anyone wants to contact you, if they have any questions, is that something you'd be willing to share with us?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, My email address is kelly, K-E-L-L-I-E dot do yon D-U-H-O-N at B-C-B-S-L-A dot com.
1: Awesome. Okay, so listeners, thank you again for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Be sure to like our page on Facebook, Parenting in Acadiana. Um, continue to listen to us. Subscribe to us if you haven't. Thanks, Allie. Bye, guys.